Hey, this is Daryl Kirk with Stand Up Paddle the World Radio, and I am extremely stoked to talk to Coley Yang of the Village of Stoke. Coley is a stand-up paddleboard racer, and she is fast, and she does it on a tandem board along with her teammate and father, Joel. I'll tell you this, uh, I have raced with these guys many times, and they are fast, and they do it all on a stand-up paddleboard. But uh, first of all, Coley, I call you Coley, but uh, apparently you come by, you go by two or three different names. Tell me about that. Tell me about your different names. I call you Coley. Go ahead, Coley. Well, I go by Zakoli Y, number 24 in the classroom. I go by Coley in the house, and I go by Stokenut on the village of Stoke. Stokenut. Is that right, Stokenut? Yep. My dad had us all invent code names. Oh, great. And, and why? Is it just kind of a kind of a uh, pet names, or, or are there some reasons behind these names? or? Just like a fun thing. One time, Dad came home from paddling or something, and he's just like, "All right, you're Stokenut, Mom's Stoke Ceramics, and I'm Stoke Fungus." And oh, that, that's great, Stoke yeah. Fungus. That's great. Yeah, you guys always I'm have a lot. I'm the only one that kept mine. Oh, why is that? Everyone got bored of their old ones, and they just don't use them anymore. <laughs> well, tell me they more. They go by boring old Joel and Maya. Oh, gosh. Okay, Joel and Maya. Okay, well, we love them by that name. But tell me more about Village of Stoke. You know, how did that all start? I mean, we know you as Village of Stoke. Your, your team is Village of Stoke. But tell me, how did that get started? Well, originally, my dad wanted to start kind of a community blog thing about paddleboarding, just like to get people out on the water more. Because there aren't there's like a couple groups of paddlers, but there aren't that many just like random paddlers. Usually if you're a paddler, the paddling group is pretty tight and we all know each other in Washington here and there's just not enough. Oh, that's great. So that was kind of a way to, for you to connect to the local, you know, Northwest uh, stand-up paddle community here. Yeah, in a way. Oh, great. Well, and I know... Then it turned into racing at some point where, or you know, Village of Stoke kind of became your, you know, your racing. Is that right? Well, after a while, Village of Stoke became a Facebook page. It's still kind of about racing, but we try to keep it about other paddling things, too. It definitely took off when we started racing because then... Well, then we could talk about more, right? More than just, oh, yeah. And then we went paddleboarding today on inflatables with really weak, with really bad adjustable stand-up paddle, like really bad adjustable paddles. And then we fell in the water, and then we ate lunch, and then bye. So then they'd be a little more interesting, right? Right, right. Well, I know and that's something. It has been kind of a clearinghouse for new gear too. I know you guys talk about gear. Your dad designs gear. I know you you make gear in your house. I I had visited Village of Stoke once, and you were you had projects all over the house. You were working on all kinds of different things. So I I guess that's another use for Village of Stoke. Well, not all of our stuff is Village of Stoke based. My dad definitely designs things. But, yeah, we like to give a quick shout-out to um, 
products we think are really cool and like productive. That's like great. Good product. That's great. Well, tell me more about stand-up paddleboard racing. I mean, you guys are tandem stand-up paddleboard racers. I mean, tell me about that. What kind of board do you have? What kind of equipment do you use uh, as a stand-up paddle racer, a tandem stand-up paddle racer? Well, we have a 16-foot board. And as for paddles, we just, well, we try to use lighter paddles. Wooden paddles doesn't work as well because sometimes when we get tired and since the wood is heavy, we make sloppy transitions. So we use carbon paddles. And um, actually our board was made by Dr. Echo. If you'd like to check him out, Sean Thomas. Pretty cool, but um, I forget what it's made of. It has vector in it, and it looks super cool. It's like blue in the front, and it's white. And I have my own cockpit in the front, which is really, really awesome. I've got, like, my own room. And then there's, in the middle, there's kind of this, like, space that, so slippery and like no one can stand on there. If you step, if I step back too far, if my dad steps forward, into the water we go. Oh boy! And then my dad has his part of the board in the back, and we try to keep our distance so then we don't whack each other with the paddles and stuff. Oh boy! Yeah, that must be a problem. <laughs> Was <laughs> for a while there. Well, I know you were telling me one time that, you know, when you're that close on the board together and paddling together and racing together and exhausted together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you guys have developed your own language so you don't kill each other on that board. Tell me more about that. Oh, so like our race calls? Yeah, you have race calls, yeah. We have to be able to, um, like, be able to talk to each other. But during a race, if you talk like, all right, all right, I want, I want to go faster. I want to beat that person over there. See that person? Then that person's going to hear, and then they're going to start sprinting. You, you can't really talk quiet on a tandem board. You have to talk loud so the other person can hear you over the wind. Yeah, and then... Um, so we have to do our race calls and stuff, so then we don't thwack each other in the face with the paddle, like trying to do some crazy new move that the other person wasn't aware of. Just helps us be aware of what everyone is doing and be synchronized, basically. If our paddle doesn't go into the water at the exact same time, one stroke is maybe a little harder than another, then someone goes flying into the water. Oh, wow. What about Round the Rock? I think you've got, uh, boy, you're on three Round the Rocks now, you guys. Uh, the Round the Rock race in Seattle, uh, you've done that three times. Um, boy, what happens when you're in those final, that final stretch of you know this 14-mile race? What, what's going on with you guys? Well, usually about then one of us starts complaining and the other starts getting grouchy and then we both want to take a break but then we can't both take a break at the same time and then usually some half wit takes up a bunch of weight 
wake in front of us who's riding a jet ski. I'm not going to no- say any names, but... Dun, dun, dun. And then usually we start trying to sprint, and then usually the wake knocks us towards the side, and then we're both, like, really, really tired, and usually then the last stretch when we see the finish line is flat, and then we get freaked out by all the people cheering because we think it's another boat coming with more wake. Oh, wow. Okay. I know that uh, your dad's always talking about the paddling. I know you guys are, you know, you've got to really make sure when you change sides that you don't take each other out. I mean, what's that like? Well, he's the one who usually changes sides more often. I try, um, since my transitions are a little more sloppy, we take at least one paddle stroke. Count, um, I usually have to, like, have good balance for that part because otherwise I could get, like, backwards or forwards depending on, like, how fast he's going. And, um... And then I have to start calling out the cadence again when I put my paddle in on the other side. And then for Dad, he's very quick at his paddle transitions. But that came over time. Don't think he just woke up one morning and it was like that. Yeah, so we've had to... It's pretty tricky not to take each other's, like, shins out when you're trying to do, like, a quick paddle stroke at the end of a long race. That, yeah. That's great. Well, I know you guys get a lot of respect out there from all of us, all the stand-up paddle racers here in Seattle and in the Pacific Northwest. But uh, I, I know you guys have done some real good deeds out there, too. I know we had uh, a racer who uh, actually his car had broken down, and you guys turned around and went and picked him up. And I think you guys just made the race in time. Uh, tell me about that. Well... Good thing we knew that he definitely placed in the top five, and that he did. It was a pretty awesome race, but actually, I I made sure I'm like, all right, all right, come on, we need to turn back, we need to turn back. Well, I know, yeah, and then he went on to win. Uh, well, what for fifth place? He actually uh, placed um, fifth in the race. I forget what he placed, but I know it was in like the top five. Oh, that's great. Well, I know, you know, just thinking of you guys again, you know, Village of Stoke and you and your father, um, I know that at the Gorge Challenge this year, really tough race. Uh, we didn't get the downwind component, and it was extremely hot, and uh, boy, it was just smoke everywhere from all of the uh, forest fires. But I know you guys were out there, and, uh, you know, you kind of had to uh, settle your race down because you you saved a kid out there that was uh dehydrated gosh he was white as a sheet i from what i remember tell me about that well um so we were just paddling and we just kind of saw him like taking a break there and my my dad was actually the one who reached out and he was like you okay do you need anything we have extra snacks if you need something and we gave him like a packet of gummies i think and then we waved over a jet ski a little later once we left. Uh, yeah. That that's really great. That was that was really wonderful. You guys are always really reaching out to folks uh, on and off the racetrack. Um, but you know, I got to say something. What I've seen of you guys, 
I mean, you're a team. It's Village of Stoke, and you're a team. And as you said, being on this board, you're cramped up. You've got this special language. It's really amazing. But I've seen you guys in some real intense moments. I've seen you in the best of times and the worst of times. And I mean, what's that like having your dad as a teammate? I mean, and a partner. I mean, this is amazing. Tell me about that. It's pretty intense, you guys' relationship out there on the water. Well, basically the whole time, we don't really have time to think about that type of stuff because we're like paddling and calling out the cadences and talking to each other. But it is really awesome as my dad is my teammate. I think of him more like my dad, who sometimes is just dead weight when he gets tired. But (laughs) (laughs) he's really awesome, and he's helping us that final sprint to get through to the finish line like countless times. It's great to have my dad as a teammate. That is great. It it was no easy road starting out for you guys. What was that like? What was that first? I mean, you guys have been working on this forever. What was it like getting on that board for the first time? I know it it was hard. Tell me about that. I mean, what was it like that first time when you guys first started training? Oh, I remember the very first time I ever got on the paddleboard. My dad um thought it was interesting, and a few months earlier, we were in a vacation in California somewhere, and he had been trying paddleboarding. It was hilarious. Or maybe, yeah, I think it was California or Hawaii or someplace like that. And the waves were giant, and it was hilarious. We just saw, like, paddle. Blunk. Board. Paddle. Where's Dad? And but he kept trying at it, and it was really awesome. Apparently, um, the guys actually did something with his fin setup that made it harder for him to paddle. <laughs> but so he was determined to figure out the sport, right? So he asked one of his buddies who had an inflatable paddleboard if he could borrow it to try. And it was like this really crappy inflatable. We didn't know how to paddle it. And he just, like, inflated it, like, half of what it should be for, like, a full-grown adult and a kid. And he's like, all right, Coley, you're coming out with me today. We're trying paddleboarding. I'm like, ugh, you're probably going to make me fall in with you this time, right? And he's like, (laughs) oh, come on, it'll be great. And so, like, we get to Beaver Lake. That's the place where we usually train since it's flat and we can practice all our commands there and stuff. And he plunks me down on the front of the board, and he's like, all right, now you stay there. I'll paddle. You can try paddling if you want to. But for the most part, you just stay there in the front. And he gets on the back. Immediately, the whole board sinks. And, like, soon the whole board's, like, underwater besides my teeny little part that's just high enough. And I'm like, all right, Dad, don't try anything stupid here (laughs) and we paddled around for a little bit and then I got tired of the water like coming up to my butt and like all right dad I paddle now (laughs) (laughs) and and it was really awesome after that he's like how do you like it I'm like it was okay he's like I like it I think we can do a lot with this (laughs) 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 no we end up trading for a race (laughs) 
That is great. What, what, uh, how did it, when did you guys turn that into racing? I mean, did it start, it started out just getting on a stand-up paddleboard. At what point did you guys determine that you wanted to start racing? Well, a little bit into it. Could have been months. It could have been years. Could have been, well, I know it wasn't just weeks. But we did our first race um, on Northwest Paddle Fest. 2012 still have my shirt from it we did the two miler and i thought it was really hard at the time (laughs) (laughs) definitely we were doing it on like a surf board with like a surf style paddle board i think it was like an imagined unbranded prototype or something the colors would make it seem like it was an imagine and with like wooden tiles that were super heavy. We were clonking each other, clonking the board, clonking ourselves, just trying to stay on till the finish. That's great. So you just decided you're going to go out there and try a race. No, you know, you just said, let's get out and give it a try. Yeah, but dad made the mistake of doing the six mile before the two mile as well. Okay. <laughs> That wasn't his first race, though. That was only our first race together. He had done, like, I think he had done one round the rock before. I'm pretty sure that was his first race. And he's like, all right, let's just try this. I think it will be really awesome. And if I like it, there's a race coming up that's short. And Coley might do it with me. Like, ah. So we get to the venue, and I'm just, like, hanging out. And I'm like, all right, I'm hot. There's goose poop everywhere. Let's go home. Hurry up already. And then Dad comes out of the finish line. He's like, he's like, brain like took all his energy and it was crazy. He's like, that was awesome. And so now he's going around talking to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's get out of here. And then he's like, <laughs> guess what, Coley? I'm going to sign you up for Northwest Pal Fest and we're going to do a two-mile race together. I'm like, yeah. You mean I have, actually have to paddle? <laughs> yes, of course you have to paddle. We're doing it tandem together. Yay. All right, let's see how this goes. <laughs> so after the race, though, it was really gratifying just to cross that finish line, even if it was only a two-mile race. Of course, at the start, he was talking to everybody around. I'm like, Dad, don't talk to them. They're our enemies. Let's start a blood feud if you're going to talk to them. They're our enemies. We're racing. No one's our friend. Get with it. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have a nice day. Good luck. You don't wish your competitors good luck on on your race, let alone your first race with your daughter. Now shut up and hurry up and paddle. <laughs> and then the horn blew, and it was really awesome. I was just, like, paddling. I think after the race, my aspect on paddling totally changed. And I wasn't so, like, grouchy, like, okay, we have to paddle again. I'm like, all right, we have to paddle again. Can we bring friends? And then I figured out what I liked most about paddling, teaching other people how to paddle usually boring because you usually don't get to do much paddling yourself but I actually like it because afterwards I like to see how much they progress and it's really awesome I'm like all right you can do a race maybe sometime 
Well, that's totally, that is totally how I know you guys, that type of intensity. Uh, give me, give me some tips. Give, give our listeners out there some tips on stand-up paddleboard racing, whether it be a tandem or whether it be a, a single racer. And, and I will say this, I've seen you teach folks. I've seen you teach adults three years ago. I mean, when I first met you, you were out on the water teaching a guy how to do pivot turns. And this guy was five times your age, but, uh, Amy, give us some tips here on, on stand-up paddle racing. Well, on stand-up paddle racing? Yes. Well, if you do something wrong, the worst that can happen is you fall. If you fall, you don't die. If you die, well, then I guess you're not there to tell me that you died. So I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen. So worst that can happen is you fall, you hurt yourself. Hopefully you don't go to the hospital. Just get back up, keep working, keep doing it. Keep working and keep encouraging yourself to fall harder. Because that's the only thing that will make you actually improve. That's that's great. Also, also, if you fall and you're discouraged about paddleboarding, try not to leave with skeletons. Try to go out at least one more time and show yourself that you can do it before you leave for home. Because otherwise, you might be too scared to ever come back. And that's oh. not a good thing. That's some good advice. Well, that's yeah. great. Do you have anything else you want to say about stand-up paddleboard racing or about Village of Stoke? Not at the moment. Okay. Well, Coley, it was so good talking with you as always. And if we if if people want to learn more about Village of Stoke, where can they go? Uh, do you have a Facebook page? Are you on the web? Well, we have a blog actually. It's the main part of Village of Stoke that we started, but then it turned more into a Facebook page. And now I think we have Instagram too. So we're just Village of Stoke. Okay. How cool is that? You can find us anywhere. We'll leave a, a link up on this podcast on uh, Village for Village of Stoke. And uh, Sean Thomas, he's your board shaper. Where can we find him? Um, well, he um, does Echo Composites, and he lives in Issaquah. Oh, great. I guess. We'll put a link up. We've got a link for him. We'll put that up on the podcast as well. And I got to tell All you, right, Coley, good. I haven't if, if uh, you know, I'll tell everyone out there listening that, uh, yeah, if you're ever in uh, the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, Oregon area, there's a good chance that you're going to see Joel and Coley uh, trucking on by in their tandem uh, uh, stand-up paddleboard across the finish line. And uh, just so good to uh, talk with you, Coley. Thanks so much. Welcome. My pleasure. All right. We'll talk with you again. Thanks, colleague. Bye bye. Bye. And that was Coley Yang and her father, Joel Yang. And there you are, the village of Stoke. And uh, they stoke us every time they come across that finish line. The crowd just goes wild when they see these guys come across. And they are fast. 
and uh, you know talking about that language they have and that stealthiness they have it's good to have because uh, one of their friends this year had yelled out uh, go Coley go Joel and and I had heard about it and I didn't realize they were behind me so I really picked up steam and got out of there Coley is going after each one of us and uh, she said you know she's going to beat us one day and uh, like uh, like we all say we said we can't wait for that moment we know it's coming and we can't wait but anyway uh, that's it uh, that's that is Stand Up Paddle, the World Radio, for January 18, 2016. And stay up and stay on that board.